0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Three sixty in the contract. Never that. I'll just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that this that this that jerk with the back. (laughs)
1: Ooh,
0: welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writerofMavs.com, Isaac Harris, the NBA season is here. Woo! It's here. The NBA
1: season. Not Mavs season yet, unless you're listening to this on Wednesday. It's Mavs season eve. It is. It is Mavs season eve. Uh, But tonight... There are uh, at least a couple NBA games that I know of. Philly there's and one, Boston. There's,
0: there's literally just one and a half NBA games going on right now because what's the half one? Because we have we have Philly and Boston, and then they have the oh, Warriors versus uh, who knows who they're gonna throw out there. We know Paul George is gonna play. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Westbrook, Roberson, maybe Stephen Adams. <laughs> They're they're kind of bad. Whoever
1: up. the Warriors and I know I might be the minority, but whoever the Warriors if the Warriors are on TV, I'm watching. Yes. I love watching the Warriors and I enjoy Still watching fun. them play. So, uh, but no, that first game Philly and Boston. Man, I'm excited just to see Boston. I mean, we've seen uh Philly play a couple times, but I just want to see Gordon Hayward and Kyrie. I love Kyrie so uh, so much fun to watch and the NBA it's back.
0: It's back. It's back.
1: So excited! Speaking of something that's back, ooh, uh, or I guess it's here for the first time. The Dorian Finney-Smith hype, uh, the hype train is rolling, steaming full, through, full
0: steam ahead. Like holy build a, crap! Build up this dude's confidence right now. That's what the Mavs are doing. I, 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 I'm okay. Well, so I don't uh, want to be the we'll, Debbie Downer on it. No, we'll we'll get into it. We're gonna get <laughs> into it. We're we're gonna literally we're gonna go through the quote. We're gonna talk all about it. We're gonna go through the whole draft. Uh, we got a whole bunch of news to talk about today. There's stuff around the league that I thought was was notable. Uh, a bunch of deals happened today. The the trades weren't necessarily that notable, but other things happened today that we'll talk about. Um, a Dallas basketball player, not a Maverick, but a you know Dallas native, made a deal today. So we'll talk about that. Um, and we're also going to do our voicemails today. We we're, we're going to do our voicemails today. We got we're half of them today, and then half of them tomorrow. Uh, some of them are really funny. I laughed so hard. There's a couple people that started a voicemail and then like we're like you know what I'm gonna start over and they hung up and then they came back. And- <laughs> they came back and did another one. Uh, I posted a video on the uh, Locked On Mavs Twitter of somebody that just I don't know the drunk dialed the <laughs> the number <and laughs> had some things to say, um, but yeah. So so
1: we used the ones that we thought would be uh, great
0: for the pod. <laughs> we did that. We did. So yeah, we used those and um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we have a whole. <laughs> The Guy, go watch the video, just go, yeah, just go watch the video on Locked On Maps.
1: Something about a donkey and itching
0: Luke, just a different way to pronounce Luca's name. Uh, yes. so yeah, and we'll, so we'll get into the voicemails. There's, there's five of those we'll get to. Um, the voicemail bag, and then we're going to do our awards. We were going to do them yesterday and we went really long, so we're like, hey, let's just post, let's just push it until tomorrow. So we're going to do our awards, MVP, rookie, six man, all that stuff. So we'll get into those today. Uh, but first, a uh, couple new, couple newsy things for the Mavericks today. Um, th- Dallas picked up Dennis Smith Jr.'s option for his third year. That's next year. His team option, you know, that barely ever doesn't happen. The last time I can remember it not happening was Papianis from uh, <laughs> from uh, the 2016 draft. I'm and- pretty
1: sure the date on that um, option was Halloween, by the way. I saw some people say, mm. hey – why did they pick it up now or why couldn't they wait or something? It's just how, how it all works out. But I'm And why, sure and
0: why would you? I mean, I know they were going to pick it up, you know, as soon as he played his first game in Dallas, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they picked up his option today. I mean, it's just, you know, a, a move. And then as Isaac alluded to earlier, Rick Carlisle, uh, this is from, I got this, I got the quote at least from Brad Townsend on Twitter. Uh, quite a statement. Rick Carlisle says if there was a do-over on the 2016 draft, Unselected Dorian Finney Smith would be a top ten to fifteen pick. Um, Isaac Harris, would you like to run down the two thousand sixteen NBA draft and, and I will tell you the player and you will tell me if you pick them above above uh Dorian Finney Smith or not?
1: Yes, let's do this because let let me just say initially when I saw this, Brad Townsend, you know, tweeted this out and I was like, Whoa. Like Sandor and Finney Smith would be a lottery pick in the in this redraft uh, uh, from two years ago.
0: So here's here's a problem I have with this. There's two there's two issues. One, you can't just say you would put him in the top ten to fifteen and not move any of the other guys up there. You can't do it without redrafting all of it, right? Yes. You can't just you have to you have to redraft all of it, and you can't just like say, oh, well because. Like for example, Dragon Bender was number four. I think I would take Dorian P. Smith ahead of Dragon Bender. Uh, yeah. and you would you know you can't just like plug and play. You have to move some of those guys up there. Uh, and my other point, this is insane. There were some really, really good players in this draft, and there's some really good players that uh, went really late in this draft. And uh, so you ready to go through it? Well, I, got, I, I, got feel, the whole draft I feel in front
1: of me. I have a feeling this next like thirty seconds are going to piss off a lot of Mavericks fans. And let me just preface this by saying I'm a big fan of Dodo, and I'm really, I obviously hope that he uh, turns out uh, great. I, I the hyping, I just, <laughs> it's just weird because we haven't seen uh, it, it's after three preseason games, and it's being hyped up like, uh, yeah.
0: I just think that it's not true. <laughs> think that there's a lot of players that i would take in this draft over over dorian finney smith i you know i'm a big fan of dodo i hope that he you know um you know pans out in the nba i hope that he you know and he has so far he started a bunch of games his rookie year he's proven to be you know a nba player he's not i'm not saying he's not an nba player or anything like that but uh let's go through them ready
1: yeah let's go through them
0: ben simmons brandon ingram jalen brown those are the top three picks. for sure uh, number four dragan bender i'm gonna i'm gonna bold his name no, uh, because we would not take him above. So Wait, am I
1: saying yes, Finney Smith above or no? Like I wouldn't push that player above him.
0: Would you take Finney Smith above that player? So yes, yes I would. So yes, with uh, Chris Dunn, Buddy Healed, Jamal Murray. No, no, yeah, no, no, with none of those guys. Marquise mm. Chris at eight. Yes, yeah, I think I would too. Uh, Marquise um, I think, Chris. I think he is. has a good chance to revive his career in Houston this year as like the bench sort of player, like sort of what Montrez Harrell's I, been doing. I Frank think he Clippers. has a great
1: chance to revive his career on the Beijing Ducks.
0: <laughs> Him and Justin Hamilton just, just yes. killing. Uh, Jakob Pertl. I wouldn't. Yes. I. W- no. I would. I would take Jakob Pertl <laughs> over face. <laughs> yeah, right. We know what you're saying. Um, Thon Maker. No. Yeah. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I would take Thon over face. Yes. Uh, Demontis Sabonis and Torian Prince. No. Uh, Papa Giannis, who is out of the league was the number 13. So we're at number 13 now. Uh, yes. Papi Giannis and Denzel Valentine. Yes. Yeah, I think I would take Dorian over both those guys. So that's 13 14. So in 14. T- and then uh, number 15 is Juancho Hernan Gomez. I would take Wancho no. over Dorian. I, I would too. Um, so that's four guys in the top 14. Um, so we have to go through the rest of this draft. And if there are four guys in the rest of this draft that we would take over Dorian, then that means that this is complete... <laughs> Height <laughs> just around, yeah. and he's throwing out a number. He didn't really look through these or whatever. And I, and I want to say
1: this too when I first saw this, I was like, Holy crap, that's crazy! But then when I started looking at it, it's not that crazy. Like, I don't have too many more names after this, but like, if you said Finney Smith would be a top, would be a first round draft pick to be yes. safe, or yeah, yeah. Uh, even top, top 20, yeah, <laughs> or top two, like 16 to 20, like, I would be like, Okay, yeah, that's true. Because when you look at the pedigree of like where Smith, Finney Smith is at right now, and the games he's playing, all this stuff, then there's not a lot of these dudes after this point that's been that's did what he's done. So
0: right, anyway, completely on. agree. Yeah, I think 15 is just, is not enough. <laughs> uh, so right now we're looking for four players: uh, Gershon Yabusele, Wade Baldwin, Henry Ellison, Malik Beasley. Yikes. That's that's your sixteen through (laughs) nineteen.
1: I would take Finney Smith over all of them. Although I like Malik Beasley, I'm torn on him. I would put them almost on the same level.
0: We haven't seen much of Yabusele either, right? Like, no, this is his second. Isn't this his second year?
1: I loved him when he came out, but uh, no, I'm not. Yeah,
0: we've seen a lot. We've seen lots of him on Twitter. Lots of him. Um, Yes, we have. (laughs) Uh, Karis Lavert at twenty. I
1: would take him over Finney Smith. Yeah,
0: DeAndre Bembry, Malachi Richardson, Ante Zizic. uh, Timothy Luau Cabro, Bryce Johnson, and uh, Forcon Korkmaz. forcon Korkmaz. Bryce Johnson, my
1: boy. Um, Any of those
0: guys? I'm thinking. I like TLC. I'm but... thinking maybe Zizich, but we still haven't seen a ton no. out of him. Uh, Korkmaz had that crazy summer league game, <laughs> uh, but we haven't really seen a ton out of him. So they, these guys just haven't played a lot. Um, Richardson yeah, no. is is gone. Uh, Pascal Siakam at 27. I would definitely take. Pascal over
1: Dorian Ooh, I, I, I overlooked him when I looked at that yeah I would take wait you would take Finney Smith over Seattle no no or? I
0: would take Scal, uh, Pascal over
1: Dorian for sure yeah, yes I would too
0: I would take him over like a lot of these guys
1: <laughs> I'm not that big of a fan
0: but keep on going um, A BCA at 28 that's uh, a tough one that's a tough one I don't know
1: I'll take I'll take Finney Smith but it's tight I, I could be convinced
0: 29 Deontay Murray
1: for sure. Murray. For sure.
0: Uh, 30, Damian Jones, the starting center for the Golden State Warriors.
1: I, the jury's out on him. I just You just don't know. I mean, he could be like a better version of JaVale for them this year and be like, holy crap, that came out of nowhere. That's cool. And yeah. there's only two second rounders that I would take over Finney Yeah,
0: Yeah, uh, Deonta Davis, Evita Zubak, Cech Diallo, Tyler Uless, Zayd Regorich that hasn't even played in the NBA, and then Malcolm Brogdon is the one guy that I would take. In the second round over Dorian. I would take Pat McCall also. Pat McCall was 37. Um, Brogdon was 36. And then there's a whole bunch of names. Uh, Isaiah Whitehead is a guy that's played in the NBA. Jake Lehman at 46. Paul Zipster at 47. I think I would take Dorian over those three guys too. Um, so That's 16 names for me that I would take over
1: Finney Smith in this draft. That's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, sixteen to twenty, top twenty pick in two thousand sixteen draft. That's a big jump for somebody that was undrafted. So, yeah, that's cool. And that's I don't, awesome. Like I, I tweeted that. I tweeted like, what well, I quote tweeted Brad's tweet today and it was like, whoa, like all this stuff. And you know, like one of the guys was like, hey, calm. You know, like it's not that big of a big leap. And then this other guy was like, why is that surprising? He's a three and D potential three and D and all this stuff. Listen, like I get, I get the potential part, but. You know, mm-hmm. we're like three years in now.
0: So he's honestly like, if we did it the way, the way with all the players we just said we would take over him, he's like 22 <laughs> hmm. or or like 20. Yeah, somewhere around 20, something like that. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. And we're probably- He has the potential probably, to move up. We're probably biased because we've seen him more than a lot of people, but-
1: Yeah. And like, if he has a great season this year, then could he move past Hernan Gomez and- you know, like Pat McCall and Brogdon, like uh, some of those guys. For me, could he move past those guys? Yeah, I think he could. If he has like a really good season and not shoots it. Okay, not Brogdon. But Hernan Gomez, Torian Prince, maybe, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yaka Pertle, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know about those. I think I think that's it, Man. That's crazy though. So it's not anyway. as crazy as, as it sounds. So we would put him we would put him in the top twenty five for sure.
1: Yes, top twenty-five for sure, and just the fact that Carlisle made a point to say that today of like we've already heard the grumblings. Like, don't look past the fact that Tim McMahon tweeted uh, about the hype around him in China. Uh, McMahon is very well plugged in uh, with the Mavericks and all that, and I mean this is another thing we're seeing right now of Rick Carlisle coming out of his way and saying, you know, they're just they're hyping him up, and that's that's cool. And I mean, of course, that would be awesome. For that bench unit, for sure,
0: definitely. Uh, so, and if you would like to, um, <laughs> if you'd like to put down some wagers uh, on Dorian Finney-Smith on the Mavericks, if you would like to get involved in that, there's a lot of action flying around. There's a lot of things, a lot of sites that you can do it. But, uh, but the best way to do it, in my opinion, is my bookie. Uh, this is a, a great site. Uh, I'd recommend the service to my listeners. It's been a great. Um, Join my bookie, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at my bookie online today, and uh, they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar um, up to 100%, up to $1,000. So if you deposit $1,000, they will match your $1,000. You get to use that and bet on all kinds of different things. Go to my bookie, use the promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, it's awesome. Go and uh, Go make some money. All this knowledge that we're giving you, all this knowledge we're dropping on this podcast, go use it to make some money.
1: Go make some money guys
0: all right when we come back we're gonna get to our voicemails uh you the listeners will be heard from your voice will be heard coming up next all right isaac let's start getting into our voicemails we got uh some really funny ones (laughs) i'm really excited to get into these voicemails um let's start with Our friend Ari Craig from the 703, he has a question about Wes Matthews. Let's hear from Ari. All
2: right, this is Ari Craig. I'm calling you from uh, Washington, D.C. Dallas-born and bred. Used to watch the nine and whatever we were seasons back in the 90s. But here's the deal. I just watched the replay of the Mavericks game against the Charlotte Hornets on uh, uh, the NBA uh, app. Why? Why? Oy, is Wes Matthews uh, continuing to drive with his awkward uh, handle skills into the lane, and, uh, you know, then he's getting frustrated and missing threes because he's already frustrated with the things that he was doing on the court in his dribble drives. Please tell me that Rick Carlisle is going to stop the madness before the season has started. Please tell me that they're just trying to allow him some flexibility to keep them happy during the preseason. So when we start the season, that's not going to be the thing that's going to happen anymore. Appreciate it, guys. Me and my t- my 11-year-old son were yelling at the screen when we were watching the game, like, why are you doing this, dude? Why are you doing this? It's very, very frustrating to watch. Especially Lucas standing uh, wide open at the top of the key for a three-pointer.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. Love your show. <laughs> that's Awesome. <laughs> Ari, I was laughing the whole time. That's so funny. Uh, I do the same exact thing with Wes Matthews. Uh, anytime he dribble tries, it's worse when you're in the arena. Um, and if you would like to go in the arena, and if you would like to see Wes Matthews dribble drive, because he will, again, use vivid seats. <laughs> um, Wes Matthews, is gonna, this is going to be cut down. I, I firmly believe this is going to be cut down. We did see it still in the preseason. Um, but... There are people that confuse West Matthews dribble drives to West Matthews post-ups. West Matthews is a good post-up player. He takes advantage of his matchup. He posts guys up. It slows down the offense, though, and so people look at it and it doesn't look great. And it's not something that people are super excited about. But he is a an effective post-game player. He's just he is not an effective dribble drive player. And I'm sure this is coming down. And honestly. I think in the in training camp, when they were talking about taking less dribbles, I think some of that was that Wes Matthews, too. I mean, people talk a lot about Dennis, a lot about Harrison Barnes, but Wes Matthews, the, the, the no-dribble thing in training camp was partly for him.
1: Well, it's getting Wes back to his original role that he played in Portland. When he came here to Dallas, he played this bigger role than um, – Really, he's supposed to play, and it's not really his role of this like yeah. creator. And he was having to create and shoot these stupid shots and all this different stuff. And now, three years later, however long later, now he's transitioned back to now that he actually has you know playmakers around him to where now it's just hey, don't do you don't have to do that stuff anymore. Whether it's yeah. breaking bad habits or whatever it is, now we just need you to spot up, get open, hit you know a long range shot, and play a heck of a defense on on people. And what Nick was saying, when he finds those mismatches and the little guys get switched off on him, he can't go to the post, and his post numbers are pretty good, you know, on synergy. So, yeah, I don't. It's something that we feel you Ari, and I think yes. it's really, it's real. The, the irony of somebody from Washington D.C., A.K.A. where Kirk lives, is. <laughs> is calling in about Wes dribbling and and is uh, super funny to me. So if you work with Kirk, that's really funny. But That would be hilarious. Uh, uh, but also, anyway.
0: With Wes Matthews also, the frustration, I think that the point about him, you know, that he made about Wes being frustrated after he, you know, turns it over, you know, dr- tries to dribble and drive and – doesn't get it. The frustration I think comes all from losing West just after games in the locker room, he's the last person you want to talk to after a loss, especially after a really bad loss. And I think the frustration just followed him the entire year. Hopefully that frustration will be limited this year. (laughs) You know, they won't lose as many games and he'll be a better player because of it. I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, he is the most competitive guy on that team. There's nobody more pissed Mm -hmm. off than him after a game. Um, but no, yeah, I agree with Nick. I think you will not have to worry about it too much when you have those guys, and especially when Harrison gets back to the ball's going to be in Harrison's hands. Really it should just touch West Matthews' hands when he's about to shoot it. So <laughs> or <laughs> after he steals, steals the ball. It. <laughs> when
0: he steals the ball, yes, and he passes it to somebody, hopefully. So, all right, there you go. That's Ari uh, from the 703 from Washington. Shout out, Thanks for shout calling out to Ari. your son too. See if you see if your son wants to listen to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to 11-year-old Ari Jr. <laughs> Ari Jr. All right, let's get to our second one. This is from the 336 uh, with, with a question about um, Barnes.
2: Hey, this is someone calling in all the way from Raleigh. Uh, my question is about Matt Barnes. You know, he, he seemed basically non-existent um, in the preseason. And what is he going to have to do to you know, adjust to get himself back on the starting lineup? Thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well... To tell you the truth, Matt Barnes, there's no shot for him to make the starting lineup on the Mavericks team. None, absolutely none. He just he wasn't present in training camp. I he didn't play a single preseason game, like the caller mentioned. Uh, just he's not there. I don't know where Matt, but we heard his name in the first pre in the first preseason game in China, and we just haven't heard from him since at all.
1: He's he's not on the same page with the coaching staff, and. He's not. Or he was, anybody he,
0: in the business, like anybody in the business office, either. No. Any of the player personnel people, they just—it's almost as if he doesn't exist.
1: It's almost exist. It's almost like he never even played for the team. But almost um, like
0: that, you could you could stretch it to that point. Yeah.
1: But um, we could call Derek Fisher. He might know. Tal- he might know where he is. He might know where he <laughs> he might know where he's at shout out to you bro for calling it that was a f- that was really so funny f- oh, really man. funny and i love how serious you kept it too It's like oh thanks guys i you laughed know, so hard when i button.
0: heard that uh, and if you don't understand that joke you can go listen to our first podcast after the first preseason game in china in china, in china. go listen to that one uh <laughs> Uh, Nick's dog didn't like
1: the announcers either in China. Yeah, so. he did
0: not like them. <laughs> all right, let's hear from our next caller. This is uh, Jimmy from the four six nine. He's uh, he's calling. He runs the uh, the all things Mavs account. So uh, shout out to him. Let's uh, let's hear his question.
2: What's up, boys? This is Jimmy. Um, I actually run the all things Mavs account on Twitter. Um, avid listener of y'all's podcast, and just wanted to know who do you guys think is the one player the Mavs cannot afford to lose to injury. For an extended period of time, I think it's DeAndre Jordan, even though I don't see him going down with any kind of injuries because he's durable as crap. But what do y'all think?
0: I think that crap is not durable at all. <laughs> I think the crap De- is one of the more pliable elements in <laughs> the known universe. <laughs> Depends on the quality
1: of crap. I'm and actually. What you ate before. Which, uh, there are obviously a couple different options with this. Uh, there is DeAndre, there's Luka Doncic. Dennis Smith Jr., and I would say Harrison Barnes. Out of those four, trying to figure out who is the most valuable to the Mavericks or in their success, when you look at, um, you know, if they didn't have Harrison, you kind of got a taste of that in China. And, you know, out of those four players, I feel like the majority of people would pick Luka. But I'm actually going to agree with him and say it's DeAndre Jordan.
0: Yeah, because after, so you mentioned Harrison Barnes in China. Like, after, when Harrison Barnes went down, you started to notice the wing depth is very shallow. <laughs> Ryan Brokoff's getting a ton of minutes off the bench. Dorian Finney Smith is inserted in the starting lineup. You have all these bigs that are just sitting around, not doing anything. But if if you lose DeAndre Jordan, you replace him with Dwight Powell, and it becomes last year's team almost. <laughs> yeah. You know, or they replace him with Maxi, and, you know, it's still kind of last year's team a little bit. Um, how much of Dwight and Maxie – How much of, of DeAndre Jordan can Dwight and Maxie give? Like, I don't know, forty no. percent. You know, we saw it all last 35%. year. We got torched. It's just it, Dwight, DeAndre Jordan brings something to this this franchise that honestly, that no player has ever done ever. The rim really running when, plus the you know the, the defenses. Really,
1: when you look at the other guys too, you know if Dennis if Dennis goes down, you plug JJ in. And but yet with Dennis, you still have another playmaker on the floor in Luka Doncic yeah. that where it's like the ball doesn't you know it's not stagnant it's like oh his, crap we don't have anybody to make a play his
0: responsibilities can be allocated to other players because they yes. can do things Luka Doncic is versatile not Harrison Barnes is you know can do you those need kind the of scoring
1: pickup from other areas and it's kind of the same story for Luka in my opinion it'd be the same story for Luka as of where if Luka went down. Uh, you still have Harrison and and, and, Wes and Matthews on the wings and you still have Dennis as the you know playmaker. So it's kinda like that way. And then when you look at Harrison, we saw it in China. Finney Smith kind of stepped into his role. Finney Smith would probably step into Luca's role if Luca went down. And I think I just think you could what Nick just said, I think you could allocate each other their responsibilities around a little bit better compared to DeAndre because we saw all of last year, uh, the whole Salah Dwight Powell. You know, experiment at center, yes. and it's just uh, I'm tired of getting torched down low forever. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's DeAndre Jordan.
0: Yeah, I, I agree as well. This team's going to go as far as their defense will take them. If they can be a top 10 defense, then that's that's your ticket to making the playoffs, I think. If they can get a top 10 defense and defensive rating, that to me is the ticket because all the teams last year in top 10 in defensive rating made the playoffs. So, um, all right, let's listen to our next caller. Uh, we've heard this one already, but this is from the 336. Uh, he's got a question about the, the raccoon squad, a very specific one.
2: Hey, quick question all the way from North Carolina, but I really wondered what your favorite species of raccoon was. Uh, follow-up question would be, what species of raccoon most closely matches um, Maverick fans?
0: Thanks. <laughs> Shout out
2: to you,
1: whoever you Sh- are. <laughs> Shout out for the uh, for the raccoon question. Now, I'm not going to lie. I had to do some research, and what I could pull up from Wikipedia and whatever what, <laughs> is that there are three types of raccoons, or Ooh, at least okay. three, three species. The first species, we have the Procyon latour. And I, think this those, is, I think that's just the scientific name. <laughs> okay. Well, it, yes. Well, it says the third species is the that. And this is the most common raccoon that is in our, our backyard. So this is the one I shot in the original story, okay? Uh, that is in my backyard With all the this BB stuff. Gun. Then there's like two other main species of raccoons. One of them is highly endangered. It's uh they they live in like Mexico and they're called it's called a Procyon pygmaeus.
0: Yeah. Sure, we're going to biology class. Someone tell me why on the Wikipedia page for raccoons, under description, there is a picture of a raccoon skull. There's a picture of a picture of a raccoon skeleton, and then there's a picture of a balcolum. which is the scientific name for a raccoon penis bone. <laughs> <laughs> Someone please tell me why that if, was that was notable enough to put in the Wikipedia page.
1: If we if it ever made it on the Wikipedia page. As a group of raccoons is known as the Raccoon Squad, and diehard Mavericks fans, a group of raccoons is
0: known as a squad. They're all avid listeners of the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. Yes, that has to be on the Wikipedia page for raccoons. (laughs) Whoever does it, take a screenshot of it real quick because it's getting changed real quick. But yeah, (laughs) it's getting changed quick. (laughs) Do it. But
1: the the other species is uh, it's very small and skinny and lives in regions of Costa Rica and South America. So which? Uh, raccoon species would be Mavs fans. The nerlands do well, raccoon. <laughs> I, I, I have no clue. Are they, are Mavs fans highly endangered? Um, I don't know. They used I'm... to be,
0: they were two years ago. That's
1: true. So I'm going to go with like the in between, like we're skinny and small, like which whatever. And we're not highly endangered, but we're not like the everyday species either. We're not part of like the bandwagon. It's not like the Warriors and stuff like that. So we're like in the middle. We're like that middle species.
0: The Mavs fans are no longer the type of raccoon that has to dig through the trash. They are they're that's the true. type of raccoon that has a sort of like a a pear tree or a, some kind of fruit tree right in their back right in their own backyard that they can pluck from because there is there is abundance of NBA talent to choose from on this team and there's a, gonna be a lot of good games to watch this year. That's that's the kind of raccoons that the Mavs fans are this year. They don't have to go dumpster diving for NBA games anymore. <laughs> the Mavs are back. All right, let's get our last voicemail of the day from uh, Chris from the 817. He's got a question about Carlisle and uh, his decision-making. Don't we all?
2: Hey, guys, this is Chris. I'm not a day one, but I'm a day 30 or something. Shout out to the day 30s. Uh, my question was about Rick as the coach in the front office and how do they navigate what they've spent on a player like Dwight Powell versus what Carlisle sees on and off the court uh, in terms of practice and performance like will Carlisle ever dump a guy even though we're putting money into him or uh, we've said you know this guy is the future when is Carlisle willing to pull the plug and how much of that has to be a conversation with the front office Anyway, love the show. You guys are great. Enjoy it all the time. Thanks.
0: bye Shout-out to the Day 30s out there. <laughs> Shout-out to Day 30s.
1: Chris, I actually really enjoy your question. Um, However. it's <laughs> No, they are uh, – let me just say this. The big five with the Mavericks, as far as decision-makers, they are very intertwined when it comes to Cuban and Donnie and Michael Finley and Jeff Dirk and – and Rick, Rick Carlisle and Cooperstein. No, and, but those five, you know, those are, uh, I would say those are the big five that make them If something joyous. happens to the
0: Mavs organization, one of those five had something to do with it.
1: Yes, and they all knew it was going to happen before yes. it happened. Yes, Um. So anyway, so how much of it is a uh, decision for them? Yes, but they uh, they also give Carlisle this free reign too because I know I, I've used this example, but... It's a smaller, smaller example. But the situation with Sam Dallenbear a couple years ago, when they signed Sam Dallenbear to this guaranteed deal, this one-year deal to come back to be their center and all this different stuff, and they, then they signed these uh, non-guaranteed deals that we see with like, I mean, race Spalding had guaranteed money, but these non-guaranteed deals to these guys to come into camp and be a camp invite, but hey, we're going to let you compete also. Well, in that training camp, Salah Mejri was on this non-guaranteed deal and all stuff, and he, you know, or at least like not a long-term guaranteed deal. And he won that spot, like he won that spot over Sam Dallenbear, and they cut him. They cut Sam Dallenbear's minimum, like non I mean, guaranteed money for that year. He did not make the roster, and instead they picked Salah Mejri. So that gives you just a hint inside of Carlisle. He, you gotta earn it for him to play. Now, when it comes that's easier said than done when it's talking about like a $1.4 million deal like Sam Dallenbear compared to, hey, benching Dwight Powell who makes close to $10 million for Maxi Kleba. Like that's a whole different ballgame and we'll just – we'd have to see.
0: The other instance that you can point out is – Nerlens Noel, they were going to give him yeah. this big deal. now I still think that I, I don't know. I still have I still have my doubts. Like I still have a little bit of doubt that they really offered him that that four year seventy million dollar deal. But that was reported. That they were going to offer him, and they were going to commit to him. They were going to commit this, you know, big amount of money to him. He's going to make a ton of money, and they knew that they were going to try to commit to that. And Carlisle did not care. You know, after that, and after he you know, came back and. Uh, he was like, "You're not playing the way that I want you to, and I'm not going to play you." Um, maybe the relationship, even going into the season, was was completely you know done at that point, and he was going to bench him anyway. But I I don't know. I think that that also shows us that Riccardo does not care about how much money you're making. He's going to he's going to sit you, and he's going to uh, stick to his guns on that on that end. I think.
1: Yeah, on and and point. we just yeah we just have to just see how some of these situations play out, but I, I agree with Nick and I don't, Rick is a very, what? very straightforward guy. So, <laughs> so
0: there you go. All right. That's some of our voicemails. We uh, really appreciate it. We'll, we'll get to five more tomorrow. Uh, and if we keep getting them, I, I, I guess we'll keep going. So if you want to, the, uh, the, the, Um, is in the description, go ahead and give us a a call and ask a question. And I keep, I guess we'll keep doing them if they keep coming up. So if we keep getting good ones, yeah, (laughs) if we keep getting good ones. All right. When we come back, we're going to finally get to our awards picks and, uh, and some more news that I wanted to talk about. All right, Isaac. A couple more news things. I think that I, sh- uh, I we should have mentioned at the top of the show, but we got distracted as always. Devin Booker is going to play tomorrow or on Wednesday, depending on when you're listening to this. He is going to play with the Phoenix Suns, so he did not miss Devin Booker. He did not duck Luca. It would have been hilarious if uh, you know how the the deer and fox joke that all these players are ducking deer and fox. That you know, Devin Booker would duck him, and, <laughs> and then he would keep going on and on. Jimmy Butler would duck him. <laughs> The next game,
1: Devin That's Booker it. has torched us in the past, so, yes. um, this, will so for, <laughs> uh, this will be Wesley Matthews.
0: He's going off for seventy one again.
1: This will be Wesley Matthews's task uh, Wednesday night. Uh, for entertainment wise, it's really fun uh, because they're going to be at full strength for the most part. They signed Jamal Crawford today. Uh, was that part of your news? Did I s- steal some? Of your That's
0: thing? fine. Yeah, yeah. They signed. The next thing I was going to say is they signed Jamal Crawford.
1: Yeah. Um, is that going to be their point guard? <laughs>
0: I mean, they have a bunch of point guards. They they let go of Shaq Harrison. They kept Isaiah Cannon. They still have Elliot Kobo, and they still have De'Anthony Melton around too. So between Elliot Kobo mm. and 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 uh, Isaiah Cannon, they're gonna start one of those two, is my guess. They've been doing that platoon thing where they <laughs> oh. they play all their different point guards, and th- that that situation is a mess. But one That's of the two guys I, mean. I think will start.
1: Somebody's got to guard Dennis Smith Junior. So yeah, uh, good
0: luck, either of you guys. De'Anthony Melton could, I think, but.
1: It will be it will be fun. Uh, DeAndre Ayton gets guess welcome to the league by DeAndre Jordan. Let's go. Uh, Capital
0: first, A versus lowercase A. Who's gonna win out? That is that is true. I still type them and, the opposite way. Both of them I still type them the wrong way.
1: And I assume uh, that uh, we'll get Trevor Ariza or Josh Jackson on Luca and uh, see how that plays out. Yeah. Or both. Wes and Booker <laughs> and so uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. I, we and it's on ESPN, right? Appreciate sure yeah, it's ESPN so. televised game. So uh,
0: there you go. You get Luka Doncic, Deandre Aiden on ESPN. Let's go. Number one verse should have been number one. All right. The other the other news for the Suns. Their interim GM and former Cavalier slash Miami Heat slash LeBron James buddy, James Jones, said <coughs> said to Gina Myzel. I would argue and say that he has probably been the best player in this preseason, specifically for us, but also league-wide. Who is he talking about? Oh, gosh. Aiden? Yep. Oh, gosh. I would argue and say that DeAndre Aiden has probably been the best player in the season, in, this, in the preseason, specifically for us, but also league-wide.
1: That is the definition of, hey, I just got the job, so I'm going to really praise my new number one draft pick and like let him know that I'm
0: behind him next <laughs> so funny all right and then some nba news miles turner signs a four-year what could be a, an 80 million dollar deal woge re- reported that it was 72 million dollar deal with some incentives in it heartbroken so it could end up being an 80 million dollar deal so that pipe dream for the mavericks he was going to be a restricted free agent this summer his deadline was coming up and uh and so they gave him the extension he's not going to be a maverick unless they trade for him so that that dream is done
1: it's done. Happy for him. He, yeah. I think he's gonna have a monster year. But anyway,
0: anyway. Uh, also, coming out of Pelicans camp, Alvin Gentry. When you've had someone you can, tra- uh, when you have, when you, ha- when you have someone who you can trade for anyone, I think that makes him the best. I, that doesn't make any sense, or at least most valuable. Now we aren't considering it- that. We wouldn't trade him for anyone, even Beyonce. I think that makes him untouchable. Talking about Anthony Davis. The first part didn't make any sense to me. I read it three times. You just heard me. But uh, they wouldn't trade Anthony Davis even for Beyonce. (laughs) Uh,
1: No comment on Alvin Gentry.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, I just wanted to say that quote because of (laughs) the All right, there you go. Okay, let's get into our awards. Isaac Harris, let's just start it off with the big one right away. Who is? Let let me
1: start off by saying I'm going to hedge my bet my Um, bold prediction oh because okay i made a bold prediction like last week i was trying to think outside the box and all this different stuff of like oh what can be some bold prediction and fun stuff and i said on the pod that hey all the all the main awards could come from the west and even though i think they could and i'm not i wouldn't be totally shocked uh there's just a couple of them i'm just gonna i just i just want to go with who i think will Make it because originally I wrote this list. I'm like, I gotta stay true to that prediction and like for the fun of the pod and like all this stuff. And r- really, I just don't want to, yeah, what there's a couple of guys I want to. What know, a like.
0: sham this podcast is! You just turned our good name and s- stifled it, whatever. What a sham strania this podcast has turned out to be. <laughs> Satnam Sham. <laughs> Someone please Photoshop Shamstrania's face on the <laughs> on the Sotnom <laughs> I'll probably do that when we're done. Um, all right. Who is your MVP? Um I think this is
1: Giannis's year. I'm yes! buying into it. That's what I am um, too. Top three. I mean, we both or at least I have him as a top three team in the East. Um, I just bud you know, Kevin O'Connor's piece on the Ringer the other day talking about the pace and how it's just going to be a lot different uh, with Bud now that they actually have a, a, a head coach compared to their past. And I just, I, wow, he shock just to keeps kid. <laughs> he keeps on going up, and this is I just think this is he's going to have an insane year, average close you know thirty points somewhere around there. And uh, I don't know if he'll be triple double every night. But it'll that be was my bold reading. prediction.
0: I'm sticking to it. He's getting triple double. Th- Every single night. No, just kidding. He'll average a triple double, and uh, this will be his MVP year. I'm feeling it. I like it. I'm, I'm all it. in on Giannis this year. All right, let's go and skip to Coach of the Year. Uh, I think this one it's pretty obvious. I think it seems obvious to me that what who the preseason favorite should be. It's probably gonna be Brad Stevens. They're gonna be really good. They're gonna win a lot of games and. I mean, he's he, kind of due, you know. He, the GM, just,
1: yeah, the GM survey best coach in the league. He won it uh, by far, I think, and he got the most votes. Yeah, he was like forty-three
0: percent, all... and Pop was like thirty-something percent.
1: I think. I mean, one of my predictions, I will stay true to. You, I think that they will, uh, the Celtics will be, will have like a franchise year, like in in their franchise history with wins. They're gonna be the number one seed in the East, I think, and uh, yeah. I think if there's one award that you say, "Hey, what money would you put the most down on?" I think it'd be Brad Stevens.
0: Completely agree, unless it was Rookie of the Year, and we are both going with Luka Doncic.
1: Yes, we are both going with Luka Doncic also. And um, who would
0: be your second choice? This is a good question. Uh, I have I have a lot of them listed. Um, guys that I was thinking of. It's it. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to go through. Um, rookies, I think, in order.
1: I mean, there's Trey Young and Deandre Ayton. In like, in order, things.
0: I think I would go Luca Ayton. Then number three for me, I'm gonna go Harry Giles. Interesting. I think Harry Giles is gonna have a good year. I wa and this I is hope so. this is probably because I watched this whole highlight reel of all of his assists. Uh it was on NBA Reddit. I would recommend anyone go watch that. He every assist that he makes is like this awesome pass. It's not just anything normal. <laughs> it's like a behind the back in the post or like a behind his head and you know, just crazy passes. And so I think that, that he's gonna have a, a you know breakout year. Uh then I would put probably Miles Bridges and then Kevin Knox probably. Okay. Yeah. Those yeah. I think uh, would be my five. I'll say Trey uh, Young can uh, get in uh, there, I think, too.
1: Yeah, Trey Young's gonna have all the chances in the world. Uh but a sneaky one I'm watching out for is SGA, Gogus Alexander. Mm. If the Clippers just give him the chance and the reins and don't like, hey, we're going to play Avery Bradley and Pat Beverly and try to make the playoffs, just like let SGA do his thing. I think he will have a big time here.
0: Yeah, the Clippers should be playing all of their young guys and not trying to make the playoffs. Yeah. But they will not do that because they have the Clippers. All right, for- oh, oh, do we have the same three so far? Yeah, which is really dumb. Oh my gosh, I we don't even talk picked, about this beforehand. I can't believe you picked Giannis.
1: Uh, I mean, KD is my right there behind him. I had KD, but you I went KD back KD here. last year. I did, yeah. I mean, I just I think they'll be number <laughs> one. Run it back,
0: run it back.
1: Let, let, let me just say, it. if KD wanted the MVP award, he would get it.
0: Yeah, you is can that, say that about Kawhi.
1: No, no, you couldn't.
0: Kawhi, He's on the best Kawhi team Kawhi in the league. They could
1: it? win seventy. They could win seventy games. And he could, if he said right now, I'm winning MVP this year, he's winning MVP.
0: Okay.
1: Because they would be the overwhelming number one team, and he could go out and average 30 a game. But they,
0: he doesn't have to. He can just say, hey, let's just chill it out. And that's all he does. Defensive player, I had a hard time with. Uh, I think I'm just going to go with Gobert again. He played like 50 something games last year. If he plays more than that this year. Uh, He's just gonna. Their team's gonna be so good defensively. Anthony Davis was number two for me, but I just think their team's gonna be so bad defensively. It's gonna be hard for anybody to to give him that award. He's gonna have bad, you know, advanced stats because his team's gonna be really bad around him defensively. At least they were so bad in the preseason. They they went zero and five in the preseason, and defensively they just didn't look good at all. I have Utah as a top four team in the West. I would
1: have Quinn Snyder right behind Brad Stevens in the yeah, coach of the year thing. That's a good one. And therefore I'm having Rudy Gobert defensive defense player of the year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kawhi Draymond and then I think DeAndre's going to be my fifth one. I do love Draymond though.
1: Okay. Are we going to disagree on good most lord, improved of Good
0: lord. Okay, I think we have to cuz the my sixth man and my most improved I kind of went I kind of went a little off board.
1: Okay, I did too.
0: All right, my <laughs> most improved. Uh I'm going with Brandon Ingram. Oh, of this, course this I should have guessed it. This award has to go to I've looked the last couple of years. The in the last 5 years, every single most improved player has averaged 20 points or more. It has to be a guy that goes from like a 15 to, 20, to 16 points per game, like was a decent player, you know, was a rotational guy, maybe starting somewhere. This is your your Giannis's, your Victor Oladipo's, your CJ McCollum's, like your guy that was around there, and then all of a sudden he just explodes into this bigger role, explodes into maybe having a guy next to him that you know can give him the ball more, they can take some pressure off of him, and then just puts up some more stats um, and improves in that way. And I think that that Brandon Ingram fits that mold. I had a bunch of names for this though, but give me yours. Nick's like, I'll
1: take any of the Lakers, uh, any of the young Lakers as most improved.
0: <laughs> give me Lance Stevenson as most improved player. He's going to improve in the hearts and minds of basketball fans everywhere. (laughs) Um, If his perception improves, that should count as most improved. Um,
1: (laughs) Let's. I'm just going to say this. There's a pathway for Dennis Smith Jr. to this award. Agreed. Um,
0: Completely agree. I have him on my list.
1: If Dallas makes the playoffs, he has a remarkable year. Uh, Just from like this percentage efficiency stuff he was last year, he can make a, a quantum leap this year. I'm going, uh you know who I'm probably going with because I hyped him up on a podcast, but I'm going with Miles Turner. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm I think all, that's
0: a good one too. I have him on my list. I'm all about him. I am what you know what I think is funny is I think both Miles Turner and Sabonis could win most improved. It depends No, they like, like, can't. Stop. Whoever whoever wins out at the end of the year and is Sabonis playing... isn't getting twenty million a year. Uh no, he's not.
1: No, he's not um miles turner miles
0: turner unless he hits his incentives so
1: I'll oh, stop. um <laughs> miles turner i just i am a huge believer in it i think he will hit it this year i think indiana i have indiana finishing over philly this year um so i think they're a top four team in the east yeah i think he becomes that solidified second uh guy uh to oladipo on the pacers and they walk away with two Back to back, most improved player of
0: the year. That'd be awards. crazy. Yeah, I thought about that. My other guys are Zach Levine because he's going to get a ton of opportunity. He's going to get a lot. That, of, that little he, gif of the blonde headed
1: guy online, it, it just like shakes his head and like blinks his eyes. It's like what? Like yeah, that's what I just did.
0: Um, he's just going to get a lot of opportunity. He's gonna he's gonna score a lot. Um, all reports from training camp say that he's his athleticism is back to his pre ACL tear. But um, so Jabari got it. I would be very surprised. They benched him in the preseason. <laughs> I did see that. He came they didn't even have it. Laurie in, and they benched him. Let me repeat that. They benched him they in benched the preseason. They're paying him $20 million. $20 million. And they benched him in the preseason when they know they're not going to win. <laughs> My other players were Jamal Murray, who I think is the favorite. I think that everybody hmm. thinks Jamal Murray is going to get this. Aaron Gordon and then Miles Turner. Uh, other names um Josh Richardson uh Dante Exum is
1: like a sleeper I like Exum yeah I mean De- DeJounte Murray was like a popular one but
0: one of one of the Nets D'Angelo Russell Karis LeVert or Jared Allen I think if the if any of the Nets have a breakout year I think they could be up for it oh gosh Dennis was also on my list Miles Turner um all right sixth man of the year this one I went off the board. I don't even know if this guy will be a six-man. He was a starter last year. He could start a whole bunch of games this year. Uh, I've already expressed my concern with, with what this team is doing with their starting spot. I'm picking J.J. Redick.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. If he, if you guaranteed me that he would come off the bench
0: every game, yep. then I, I would... I would be very Yeah, that's where I'm going off on a on a limb because I, I don't know if they're gonna commit to that. But I just think when kinda, they start the season like five and five
1: and Fultz is shooting like I don't know twelve yes. percent and they're like crap man, we need JJ
0: back. That's see that's but that's the thing. They're kinda in this land of no return where they they've put Markel Fultz in the starting lineup to, to bring him confidence. And if they take him out and they bench him, does that remove his confidence? What does that do? <laughs> what does that I don't do know. for him? So yeah, so JJ Reddick, my pick, uh, Lou Williams, Randall, uh, uh, Julius Randall, um, Eric Gordon, and Fred VanVleet are my – that's my top five, I think. I have somebody that's not even in your top five. It's Dennis Schroeder. I have
1: somebody that started a lot of games last year, and I have somebody that's going to be on one of the best teams in the league. I'm going with Terry Rozier.
0: Scary oh, Terry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's think a good he, one. I think, I think I he's going to be – th- I honestly didn't even think about him. I think,
1: Yeah. I think what's gonna pick. help him too is I think they're gonna be up a lot in fourth quarters. They're gonna wanna rest Kyrie some. Yeah, he's gonna set him down yeah. the fourth. They're gonna let him play a ton and they're gonna let him come in and just be scary Terry and dude just gonna light it up off the bench for uh, the best or the best record in the league probably. Yeah,
0: that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Uh, all right, there you go. That's our award picks. I picked. We both picked Giannis for MVP. We both picked Gobert for defensive player. Both picked Brad Stevens for coach of the year. Both picked Luka Doncic for rookie of the year. Uh, can you tell that we talk to each other a lot? We <laughs> both picked uh, – we had uh, – I have Brandon Ingram as my most improved. Isaac has Miles Turner. For our sixth man, I have J.J. Redick if, quote, if he, if he doesn't start. And then uh, Isaac has Terry Rozier. So there you go. That's our award picks. That's Locked On Mavericks, guys. The NBA season is upon us. Mavericks basketball begins tomorrow. 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 Mavs basketball tomorrow. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.